Praise the Lord. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. And uh, man, there is such a sweet presence in the room, isn't there? Holy Spirit, we love you. We just thank you that you're here. And uh, more than anything else, Lord, we want to leave this place the way you intended us to leave. Before you created the world, you had a plan and a purpose for this evening. And I thank you that many throughout this room, many, 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 will look back on today as the day it all started after that impartation surface. Oh, my eyes were opened. My ears were opened. The grace was released. Hallelujah. The chains were broken. We thank you for what you're doing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, it's an honor to be back here. It's great to see some of the faces I recognize. Quite honestly, I don't recognize a lot of you. This church is growing so fast. Uh, how many have never heard me preach before? That's a lot. Okay, more than half. Okay, there. I don't feel so bad that I don't recognize you. Well, you know what? Uh, I'll be back. So, And I'm not going to preach. Honestly, I don't even feel it. To, tonight's not even a preach. I, I feel like the Lord really wants uh, to focus on this, this time of impartation, this time of prayer. And so I just want to share a couple of scriptures and, uh, and, then, uh, and then just kind of hopefully go right into that. But uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Steve Holmstrom. I live in Drayton Valley, Alberta, a 10-hour drive from here. I know because I did it this morning. I started at 4 a.m. Oh, somebody can pray for my back, all right? But I started at 4 a.m. this morning, and uh, I had to take the long way because there's construction. But, uh, but I have uh, five children and a wife, and uh, we live in Drayton Valley. I have an oil field service company, and so I work in the oil patch. And, uh, and I also travel and minister uh, where the Lord leads and uh, mostly just kind of run with my friends. And, uh, and Art Lucier is uh, one of my friends. And so uh, I've been walking with him for a number of years now, and we kind of run around the nation together and do different things. And so... It's a real pleasure to be here. This is a church that gets to listen to some good preaching, so you feel real honored when you get to preach at The Harvest. Uh, I'll tell you, I mean, Sammy Robinson next week, I'm so glad I went first. You know, you, know, you just don't want to follow Sammy Robinson. You know, so uh, that was just grace, God's grace to me, okay? Uh, but uh, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to uh, uh, 2 Kings and uh, I'm just going to read a couple of scriptures just to hopefully help inspire you. I really just mostly want you to understand what impartation is so that when you come, you really have faith. By the way, I do have a couple books in the back. One is Dawit's Gabby. This is the new one. Anyone read Dawit's Gabby yet? Oh, good. A few of you. Uh, that one, we don't have the audio version of this one yet because I can't read it without crying yet. Uh, this one, I have the audio version. You, if, you, if you don't want to buy it, it's free. The, I'll read it to you. It's on my website, oilpatchpulpit.com. You want to read it, so there you go. But uh, I'll, listen, I'll read it to you. The audio version is free on oilpatchpulpit.com. Uh, but this one, uh, honestly, my most personal life stories are in this. I tried to read one chapter to my wife during the editing process, and I just bawled and uh, could barely get through it. And so when I can read it without crying, there'll be an audio version for this one too. Who promises to read this one? 
Huh? Who needs it? There you go. Bless you. Awesome. Well, praise the Lord. I want to read to you 2 Kings chapter 2. We're looking, we're talking about impartation tonight, and, uh, and, and it's really important that you value impartation. If you don't value it, if you don't believe in it, then you're just going to walk through a line, and I promise you nothing's going to happen. But for those of us who believe in impartation, celebrate impartation, and come in faith, you're going to receive something. And that something can absolutely change your life. And I can look back at seasons of my life. I can look at moments in my life where I received an impartation. And this is not something you can get on live stream. I apologize for those who are watching on live stream. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you. There's some things in the kingdom that you can't get on YouTube videos. There are some things in the kingdom where you got to show up and you got to be in the room when it happened. And tonight is one of those nights. And those of you who are here in this place, you have an opportunity to receive something that you would not get by watching this later. All right? And so I want to talk about impartation, what it is. And uh, probably one of the greatest uh, stories of impartation we know is from the life of Elijah and Elisha. How many know Elisha got something from Elijah? Okay, he didn't work for it. He didn't earn it. He didn't uh, get it because he studied uh, Eliza, Elijah and read all his books. He got it because he was in the room. All right? He was there in the moment when it was being released. But this is uh, 2 Kings chapter uh, uh, 9. Sorry, ver sorry, chapter 2, verse 9. When they crossed over, and just, if, if I want to just kind of backtrack a little bit, if you started the beginning of chapter two, you'll see Elijah and Elisha are out for a hike. And Elijah says, I got to go on to Bethel, but you stay here. And Elisha says, no way. As surely as the Lord lives, I'm coming with you. Elijah was his spiritual father. I don't know, how many of you have a spiritual father, a spiritual mother in your life? I'm really sad to see that there's probably only about 10 people. And don't feel bad. I'm just telling you, this is something God wants for all of us is to walk with spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers and to be spiritual fathers and mothers to the next generation. God's going to raise up many spiritual fathers and mothers in this house. And I pray that one day I'll say, how many have a spiritual father? Every hand is going to go up. And hopefully you'll be pointing at them somewhere in the room. You know, This room is filled with people who have wonderful gifts and graces to be released. God allows us oftentimes to receive those gifts and graces by posturing us, posturing ourselves with what's called a heart of sonship, okay? Well, Elisha had a heart of sonship towards Elijah, and that's why he was able to receive uh, an impartation from him. So here's what happens. Elijah says, you stay here, I'm going to Bethel. Elisha says, no way, I'm coming with you. Then he says, you wait here, I'm going to Jericho. He says, no way, I'm coming with you. Verse 6, he says, you stay here, I'm going to Jordan. Elisha says, no way. I'm, as, Lord, as, as the Lord lives, I'm coming with you. He would not leave his side. Finally, in verse 9, is what I'm trying to get to. Uh, it says that when they crossed over, Elijah said to Elisha, Remember, this is the most powerful prophet on the earth. He calls down fire from heaven. If he doesn't like you, he just calls down a little fire and you burn, okay? <laughs> 50 of you. Okay. If this guy asks you for a request, what do you want? Before I leave, I'll give you anything you ask for. How many of you, you got a big request? Okay. 
you know, you hope that you're going to ask for world peace, but you're probably asking for money. I know some of you were thinking of money. He says to Elisha, he says, I'm leaving here. Ask me for anything, basically, and I'll give it to you. And Elisha says, please, this is his request. He was ready for it. He knew what he wanted, and this is what he said. Please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. What a, what a, imagine what that would have done to his spiritual father's heart. You could have asked for anything, but what you want is more of me on your life. You want a double portion of the spirit, which really was the Holy Spirit. But, but a double portion of what you've got, that's what I want. I just want all of you and a little bit more. What a, what a thing to say to your spiritual father. He says, I want a double portion of your spirit uh, on my life. A double portion of your spirit be upon me. Verse 10, then Elijah says, you have asked for a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me, say see. You got to be in the room, okay? If you see me when I'm taken from you, it'll be so for you. But if not, it'll be, it will not be so. And verse 11, as they were going along and talking, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire which separated the two of them. How many know that's a pretty crazy day? That's, the, that's seeing the kingdom of God. Uh, horses, uh, chariots of fire and horses of fire, okay? Uh, show up and separate between them i got to stop looking up. My, my eyes, I, the older I get, the harder it is for me to find my spot again. Okay. There appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire which separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind to heaven. Verse 12. Elisha saw it and cried out, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. And he saw Elijah no more. Then he took hold of his own clothes and tore them to two pieces. He also took up the mantle, say mantle, of Elijah that fell from him. He returned and stood by the bank of the Jordan. And then he took the mantle of Elijah and that fell from him and he struck the waters and said, where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? And when he had struck the waters, they were divided here and there and Elisha crossed over. Hallelujah. And now Elisha is walking in something he wasn't walking in five minutes ago because he was in the room on the right day at the right time. Hallelujah. With the right heart. A receptive heart. A heart that wants to receive. And what happens if you follow the story is Elisha actually did walk in a double anointing. Uh, of what Elijah had. In fact, if you count the miracles of Elijah, you'll find that Elisha performed exactly twice as many miracles as Elijah. He walked in that double. When he died, actually, he was one shy. He was actually one miracle shy of, it's kind of a funny story, actually. If you jump over to verse, uh, 2 Kings 13, verse 20 here, Elisha died. He's one shy short of the double, Okay? How many know God pays attention to the details? If God makes you a promise, you need to hang on. And if you're dying, just keep hanging on. <laughs> All right? Elisha died, verse 20. He died. And they buried him. The, the, back in those days, buryments, they put him in a cave. All right? They buried him. Now, the bands of the Moabites would invade the land in the spring of the year. And as they were burying a man, they were going out to bury another guy in a cave close by. Behold, they saw a myriad band, and they cast the man into the grave of Elisha. 
And when the man touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and he stood up on his feet. <laughs> and that was double. That was the last miracle of Elisha. They throw some corpse into his tomb. And when that corpse touched his bones, he came to life. Hallelujah. I think Elijah was looking down saying, all right, that's double. Okay, I'm, okay, we're good. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. But he got that double, you know, and, and, and he really had that, that grace that was on Elijah. And even, it's interesting, the only place in the Bible where you'll find that phrase, the horses of fire and the chariots of fire, there's only two places in the whole Bible. One was when Elijah was taken up. Do you remember the second place? 2 Kings 6.15, Elisha and his servant are in trouble. And the Bible says that the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and he looked and the, the, the hills were full of, uh, of horses and chariots and army all around Elisha. And he's scared. And he says, oh no, my Lord, what shall we do? And Elisha says, don't be afraid. There's actually more with us than there are with them. And then he prays, Lord, open his eyes so he can see. And the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked, and he saw horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Now, if your spiritual father was taken up by horses and chariots of fire, and then a little bit later you find yourself in a bad situation where you need help, and you discover there's horses and chariots of fire come to your aid, what are you thinking? <laughs> My spiritual father just came back and he brought heaven, half of heaven with him. Hello? I'll tell you something. I believe there's more going on in that great cloud of witness than any of us realize. And I, this is why I also think it's so, I'm not preaching on sonship today, but boy, it's important that you walk in sonship, that you have a spiritual father, spiritual mother. These are the most important relationships in my life are the relationships with spiritual fathers and mothers. And I pray that when they're gone, they're still going to be working on my behalf. And I pray that my spiritual sons and daughters, when I go on, I'll be showing up with legions of angels to help them out on their bad days. Come on. All right, impartation. Say impartation. You see this, especially with people who have a spirit of sonship. They receive impartations. doesn't mean that you can only receive an impartation from your spiritual father, but there is a posturing of yourself with a heart of sonship, a receiving, and, 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 and basically something inside of you saying, I want what you have. I want what you have. And, and so when you come to someone and you, they're praying for you, you posture yourself with humility to receive what they have. And so we see this, a couple more verses, and then we're going to go into prayer. I might even get, actually, who is going to be my, was it Heather who's going to be playing piano for me or for us? Maybe come, and then I'll probably be quicker <laughs> or maybe slower, but it'll be more fun if she's playing. All right. First Timothy, if you go to First Timothy 4.14, you'll see uh, impartation here in this verse. Paul says to Timothy, he says, Do not neglect the spiritual gift within you. And I'll tell you something. Many of you, myself included, many of us, we actually have spiritual gifts that we're totally neglecting. Some of the greatest gifts actually on your life are already in you and you're not watering it, you're not fanning it, and so you might not even, you just think, well, you know, I get a little dreams now and then. You may have a very uh, significant prophetic ministry, 
but you don't fan into flame. You don't sow into that. You're not focused on that. You neglect the gift. If you neglect your gift, it's never going to increase. It's never going to get big. Like, like, uh, uh, like Art was saying, you know, it comes in seed forms. We, we release something. It comes in a seed. Now you get to decide what you're going to do. Are you going to neglect it? Or are you going to fan it into flame? He says, do not neglect the gift, uh, the spiritual gift, which is in you through, it, it, which came on you, it was bestowed on you through the prophetic utterance with the laying on of hands. Say laying on of hands. This absolutely matters. This is why some people in this room, for sure, there will be some people who say, well, I'm not going to go up there. I don't need to go up there and have anybody touch me. No, you don't have to, but you're not going to get what the other guy got. There's something about the laying on of hands. It's important that we lay, ha lay hands on. There's things that you can't get when you are six feet social distance. <laughs> Hello? There are some things, like I say, there are some things you can't get on YouTube. All right? And we're going after some of those things tonight. But he says, don't neglect the gift. If you go over to the next book, 2 Timothy 1.6, Paul says, I remind you to kindle afresh, is what my Bible says. Uh, other versions say, fan into flame. It means the same thing. If you ever had a fire that's kind of going out, if you just leave it alone, it'll go out. All right, and many people, that's what happens to their spiritual gifts. You know, God puts something in them and they go, eh, it's so little, why bother? It doesn't really matter. Uh, you know, maybe it's a writing gift, uh, but you, you just don't practice. You just don't put any time. You don't focus on it. Hello? Someone's feeling convicted right now in this room. I feel that. Hello? Fan into flame the gift of God. Kindle it. Focus on that. Breathe on it. And that's how it grows. Everyone who walks in great gifts started with a really small gift, but it mattered to them. It mattered to them. They didn't neglect it. They breathed on it. They kindled it. They focused on it. They practiced it, and it grew and it grew. Romans 1.11, Paul says, I long to see you. Say see. see. Once again, you got to be in the room for some of this stuff. You know, he says, I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. Can you hear the Apostle Paul? He's writing a letter, Romans, one of the greatest masterpieces of his entire career as a, as a Bible writer, okay? I mean, Romans is really hard to beat. And yet, he says, I long to see you because if I could just be in the same room with you, I'd be able to impart to you something that I can't give you through my letter. Hello? I, 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 there, there, this is going to be like one of those uh, black sermons. I like that. Where I say something, I, nah, 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 come on. <laughs> TJ, not TJ. What's his name? TD Jakes. Yeah, there you go. But you got to be in the room. He says, I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. There was things that Paul, even the Apostle Paul, could get to us just through his writings. There are things that I can't get at home just reading my Bible and meditating. I need others. We need each other. That's the way, when, when, when Art called me up and said, Steve... I want to have an impartation service. Would you, would you come down? You know what? It's, 
It's a long drive. You know, I could have made a video. It would have taken me all of 20 minutes. I could have made a video and talked about impartation. But I'll tell you something. It wouldn't have had the fruit. It wouldn't have borne the fruit of what's going to happen tonight when we gather and when we lay hands. And not just me. There's going to be a team of us because we all have different graces and we all have different uh, anointings. And some of you, what you really need more than anything isn't something that I have. And you know the thing about impartation? I can only give you what I have. I, I can't just give you what I'd like, you know. I, can't, I have to give you what I have. And so what I have a grace for, what I have an anointing for, I can release that to you in seed form, you know. But there are other people, and they have graces, you know. Pastor Rick lays hands on you. You might come up here going, I want arts prophetic anointing. That's what I'm coming for. And you're, but your marriage is falling apart. And what you really need is compassion and tenderness and mercy and a deep love. And when he touches you, there's a seed that's going to come into you. It's going to transform your marriage, and it's going to mean a lot more to you and to rescuing your life than the prophetic anointing that you really wanted. Hello? Nothing wrong with a prophetic anointing. That's why I hang out with Art. <laughs> Come on. I will make sure before I leave, he will lay hands on me again, probably a few times. And I will say, bless me, because I want to hear, I want to see, I want more dreams. And he has an anointing for that. He has a grace for that. Hallelujah. Pastor Bill, where is he? He's a prophetic windsock. <laughs> if you get that seed in you, you're going to be, the wind blows wherever it pleases. Hello? You hear it sound, but you don't know where it comes from. You don't know where it's going. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. How many want to be moved by the Spirit, moved by the winds? To, when the worship is, when God's moving this way, you want to be like a flag pulled that way. That's a grace. That's an anointing that you can receive. I have a grace for fasting. Nobody wants it. <laughs> it's like, who wants it? No. <laughs> no, I, I do. I, I, I just have a grace. It's easy. It's not, it's not even hard at all. I just, I, I find it the easiest thing. I can just fast on water forever. My wife, it's usually my wife who makes it in. <laughs> She's like, okay, I can't look at you. You're a skeleton. But I have no people who I've prayed for them, and they haven't been able to fast four or five days. Never. They've tried multiple, multiple times. I touch them. I lay hands on them, and they wanted that. They wanted that grace. You have to want it. They received it. And instantly went into a 21-day water fast. Not a problem. It was like, in fact, this one lady, she said, it was the easiest thing I ever did. Well, it was just a grace. And freely I've received, freely I give. You know? And so we each, we all have different graces. And you have graces in you. And the more you feed them, the more you fan them, the more they're going to increase. And the more you'll have to give away. And so as we're laying hands on you, I'd encourage you, really come. And don't come up to me and say, okay, I want, no, just, I'm probably just going to moan and groan for 30 seconds with my hand on your belly. <laughs> Unless you're a lady, I won't touch your belly. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, it'll be what it'll be, but we will pray. And you know what? The Holy Spirit, he's going to put the seed in you. 
He's the one who's going to say, I think you need this from Bill. I'll take a sprinkle of Rick. Where's Art? Just a smidgen of him because nobody can handle too much Art. There's a little Steve. And you know what? And then it begins to grow. And you know what? You won't look like Bill or Rick or Steve or Art or anyone. I don't know if I'm missing anyone else who's going to be up here. But I'll tell you something. You're going to be you. When the kingdom of God falls on you, what you'll find is what grows in you is what God wants to grow in you. What God wants to grow in you. Some of you have an anointing, a call on your life for business. I have an anointing for business. I don't think I'm radically smart or that I always make great choices, but I just, God just prospers me. It just keeps coming and it keeps coming. Some of you, you're going to receive an anointing for business when we pray for you. And you're just going to find that next week, things are going to take off. Next week, the phone is going to ring. I've, I've prayed for people and, and literally like, the phone started ringing the next day. Five days later, I got a carpenter who had no work for the last two years is booked for two years solid. You know? It's just, it's grace. Isn't it wonderful? God just likes to give us stuff. And so we humble ourselves and posture ourselves to receive, and God just fills us up. Hallelujah. I remember last story, I'm done. For those of you who read the story of uh, Dowitz Gabby in my book there, you hear the story about Dennis and Katie Wiedrich. But when I first met them, this camp that I was at, I met them. And uh, at the end of one week camp, I left. And they kind of went their way. And actually, I saw them for a couple days a little bit later. But really, I had very little time with them. Very little time. But they had laid hands on me and prayed over me and prophesied me. And it was a few weeks later, I took off and I went to Africa. And I get to Africa and I start praying. And if I won't tell the story because that will take me another hour. But all of a sudden, I start having these intercessory encounters. I start having these experiences that I couldn't have made up. I couldn't have made it happen. It wasn't like I worked for it. It wasn't like I read three books and this is how you do it. It was just... I came into contact with an intercessor and I received a spirit of intercession. Hallelujah. Some of you tonight are going to receive a spirit of intercession. I, I told him, Art, I brought Dowitz Gabby with me. This is the actual one. I felt like I was leaving the house there yesterday and I felt the Lord say, bring it with you. Someone, you know, I want you to throw that on. Maybe it'll be a couple, a couple of intercessors. But I just, I believe in this stuff. I believe in impartation, you know. And so I'll just be sensitive to the Lord and do that whenever uh, he says so. But um, who knows what you'll get? My like heart says, you know what? It might be two months later that all of a sudden you go, oh, wow. That, that, those dreams are really growing in me. You know, now I'm dreaming twice a week, three times a week, you know. I don't know. Pastor Rick, do you have like an anointing for healing the sick? Do you see much of that? I was praying for you this afternoon. I kept feeling like healing the sick. Is it? You know what? You're going to see a lot more of it because it's already in you. And I felt like some of these folks are going to get what's in you. Maybe you're still fanning it, but there's an increase of healing 
miracles, healing the sick, coming to this church. And I believe you're right in the middle of it. You're going to pray for people. God just loves your humble heart and the way you love people so well. He's going to trust you with a really big gun because he knows you don't like to hurt people. Hallelujah.